WYTI invites you to stay tuned for My Brother's Crossing. My Brother's Crossing is a program centered around obedience, love, forgiveness, and hope that we pray will encourage and strengthen you in your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here are JT and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Well, good Sunday morning to everyone, and welcome to this week's broadcast of the My Brother's Crossing radio show. My name is J.T. Clark, and I'm a servant leader with our ministry, My Brother's Crossing. And I'm Terry Lee Clark. I'm also a servant leader with our ministry. And Terry Lee, uh, you weren't able to be on the program with me last week. It's very good to have you back uh, sharing in the story that we're going to share this evening. Uh, In all transparency, it's Tuesday night, April 25th, that we're recording the show uh, for this Sunday, April 30th. Uh, And there's been a a pretty significant development in our life uh, since we were last on the air. Yes, there has been. Uh, uh, last Wednesday, our third grandchild, uh, Bertie Jane Johnson, was born. So, came into this world just a beautiful, beautiful little baby. And uh, we're just so blessed. We're so blessed. It was, uh, you know, um, difficult delivery. A whole lot of things happened. We almost lost our daughter during it. And um, Baby had to go to the NICU. Is I'm gonna do a quick version, and we'll go through it. But um, God touched both of them, and you know, a week later, they're now all home as a family. And I left this morning, and just to let them have a few days by themselves, and then we'll go back on Monday after we return back home from a ministry weekend and uh, spend a week just helping care for her and the baby, and. They're a sweet family. Yeah, Terry Lee, uh, reminds me uh, when our eldest daughter was due to give birth to our first grandchild. Um, At that point, I was writing a a column for the Franklin News Post, Mm -hmm. and I wrote a column a couple of months before the arrival of of our first grandchild, Margot, Mm -hmm. uh, about children are a gift from God. Yes, they are. Yes, a beautiful gift. And we're only entrusted with them for a short while. Yes. Uh, I mean, there's no no guarantee about anything, uh, but it, it's a gift that we get to with the privilege of being involved in their life to help uh, raise them, yes. provide for them, uh, nurture them. Mm. Uh, we get to train them up in the way they should go. Yes. Yes. You know, and you know, did that with our daughters and our you know, daughter and son-in-law are going to bring this sweet little baby up with the love of Jesus Christ. And, you know, it's so exciting. It's already begun. This baby's been prayed over from the day they knew that, you know, that she was pregnant with her and she's been prayed for every day. And these prayers have just continued over this sweet little baby's life. And I know just as our girls, they'll continue on, you know, until the day her mom and dad called home. Amen. Amen. And I know uh, Terry Lee, with with regard to Whitney, our, our youngest daughter's uh, pregnancy, without going into the detail, but there have been uh, moments uh, throughout these months mm-hmm. uh, as she was preparing to deliver, there's been moments where there have been concern yes. uh, expressed and there's been special prayers spoken. And mm-hmm. we've spent time at the altar uh, interceding on behalf of, of Whitney and this baby and Chris uh, as, as these months have ticked off. And, you know, through some of these concerns that you know could have turned out very differently earlier on in the pregnancy 
when the next ultrasound was done during the pregnancy, the concern was gone. God had touched this baby and healed her completely. Just another sign, you know, of just what was to come. Of course, you know, we didn't know what was to come um, as the pregnancy continued to progress along. Well, there's power in prayer. There's say it much all the power time. in prayer. And, <laughs> and we had people come alongside us yes. uh, to pray with us and uh, intercede on our behalf. And, uh, you know, certainly we, we've tried to remain faithful in this endeavor yes. uh, to, to constantly lift, lift her up. Yes. yes. Not because we didn't believe God had hurt us the first time. That's not the point. No, but the Bible says to pray without ceasing. We, we continue to pray and continue to just lift her name to the Lord. And, you know, this, this pregnancy went um, past her 40th week, which was a great thing that she wasn't a premature infant. And they went six days past and decided they were going to um, induce labor. Yeah. And so as I thought about that, Terry Lee, as, as we prepared to assist them and mm -hmm. the arrival of the baby and uh, Sunday a week ago, I went to Richmond for some training and you went to Taswell to be with them, uh, expecting that the baby would either come before mm -hmm. uh before the 19th or or she would be induced on the 19th and the baby would be delivered that day and uh when i think of a baby being term mm -hmm. plus yes i don't think of the baby being uh, a, a baby that would be uh, maybe in crisis or the right. mom being in cry i think of oh wow she's healthy yeah. we've gone to term i think of the the crisis babies being the ones that are born early yeah. And uh, so I was caught off guard by by what was to come. I wasn't I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't prepared for it uh, emotionally or or mentally uh, in terms of what what did what did transpire. Yeah, you're right. I mean, she was admitted on the 18th on that evening at seven o'clock. <laughs> excuse me to start some induction process um, for the evening, and in the morning would really get things going and as we were there in the morning just waiting for the day till the time that this baby was going to be here expecting it may not be till late at night before she came um i got a text at about 406 in the afternoon saying baby birdie is here and they're taking care of whitney which to me meant everything was going to be okay yeah and so i had been in richmond uh to that point and finished my training on that Wednesday morning and left Richmond to drive uh, to Bristol. Mm -hmm. Our daughter and her husband live in Taswell yeah. and the uh, obstetrician uh, mm -hmm. practices at a hospital in Bristol. And as it turns out, the hospital's on the Tennessee side, not yes. the Virginia side. Yeah. And, uh, and so I drove from Richmond to Bristol to be there, hopefully in time for the delivery. And when I got there, you all, you, and uh, her husband's parents, Whitney's in-laws, mm -hmm. uh, Alice and Barry, were there in the waiting room and, and were just waiting to hear, uh, you know, at the moment that the baby's born. Right. And it wasn't about 20 minutes after I walked into the waiting room that wow. you got that text message. And what was that again? It was about 4.06, just saying that, you know, Birdie had come into this world and they were working on Whitney, which said to me that that's normal. Right. This is perfectly normal, but about two hours, well, two, even two and a half hours that, later. As that announcement came, you and I just were thinking, 
as we did with Jordan, our first one, right. and to say we just spent some quiet alone time between right. you and me and the new baby. So the fact that we didn't hear anything for a couple of hours from Chris or Whitney, didn't it wasn't alarming. It was uh, okay. Well, they're just taking that time. That that. Well, because they said it would be two hours after she was born before grandparents could come in and see our daughter and our granddaughter. So that was sounded perfectly normal, nothing out of the ordinary. But it was almost two and a half hours later when our son-in-law came out and just kind of came into tears because he had been holding up for Whitney Young. It so happened that the baby was born about 2.25 in the afternoon and our daughter was bleeding out to such a point that she was losing consciousness and um, they had to call in um, another physician and have an OR ready. And uh, they said if it wasn't for this doctor, they would have lost her. She had blood transfusions. Um, The baby had... um, Amniotic fluid in her lungs, had a low white blood cell count, and they were looking at sending her to a NICU. Um, A lot of things were happening really fast. Yeah. Yeah, Really fast and unexpected. Unexpected. Absolutely unexpected. Uh, We understand that she didn't have to push very long. No. uh, And and maybe that That contributed to to some of the circumstances. Uh, You know, of course, we're parents concerned about our daughter. Uh, we're concerned for Chris. We're concerned for this newborn baby. And really, there's nothing we can do except pray. Yes. And uh, we remained in the waiting room for updates and wanting to know uh, what was what was to come and what the next steps were. And, yeah. Um, in all of that, uh, Terry Lee, mm. um, one of the things that I have struggled with in my faith, mm. one of the things that I've struggled with in my faith is when I go through a storm, um, I feel like my faith slips away a little bit. I feel like I'm really doubting that God can come through. And what was different for me in this situation is I, my faith was unwavering. And I, I kept saying, it's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. And and one of the reasons I was able to say that is because Whitney has a relationship with Jesus Christ. Oh, a- amen. Whitney has a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if and if it didn't work out the way it did, we know that she would have been in the arms of Jesus. I, I, and that's, that's the main thing that matters in everything. And we also know that if it hadn't worked out for the baby, mm-hmm. the baby would have been in the arms of Jesus. Yeah. It wouldn't have been easy that. No. To, to walk through that, but I'm no. just saying I didn't. What, what I had you? a piece about it. I had a piece that th- this idea that peace surpasses all understanding I, that has escaped me in other storms that I've been through. And yeah, you're right. And you know, at the same time, I had that same peace and knowing, again through the Holy Spirit, that everything was going to be okay, even though things weren't looking great right then, and things were in a bit of crisis, quite a crisis, that things were still going to be okay, that this baby was going to be okay, that Whitney was going to be okay, that God had his hand on them. They were just going through this storm right now. And before they knew it, they were going to be through it on the other side. And before we got to that point, Chris is out in the waiting room with his parents and you and I, and mm-hmm. and we had that time of prayer. And then it was revealed to us that you and I would not be able to, neither not would us. Barry and Alice would not be able to go back and see Whitney 
we wouldn't be able to see the baby. There was talk that maybe by uh, Thursday morning, they would consider moving the infant, the newborn birdie to the NICU at a neighboring hospital in Johnson City, some 30, 35 miles away. Mm -hmm. And in that time of conversation, we were instructed, informed, uh, there's really no purpose in you being here. Uh, Chris and Whitney have animals at their house. And, and we were kind of encouraged to, to just, just leave the hospital. Mm-hmm. And that was very difficult news to receive, knowing that your child, your, the, the child you birthed, Terry Lee, yes. the daughter you birthed, uh, was back being cared for, uh, may, maybe not out of the woods yet, but, um, but they were sending us away. That, yeah, for me, was the toughest part. Even trusting God with her life and with the baby, not going back there to console my daughter was the hardest thing because I had been where she was twice with her, one of her older sisters and then herself where she was, where she was losing so much blood and um, thinking that I was going to die and that was it. And it's not that I wasn't uncomfortable with where I was going, but that this baby would never know how much it was prayed for. And, you know, how Whitney and Chris prayed for this baby and how our children were just prayed for every day, how much they were loved, but, you know. And as we got in the car uh, that evening to drive back to their house, it's it's about 90 miles uh, back to their home in Taswell. Mm -hmm. And, And I just remember seeing the anguish in your in your heart uh, seeing the anguish on your face uh knowing uh that you didn't get to go back and kiss your daughter uh, tell her you were proud of her to give her a hug Mm -hmm. uh that that moment um i say you were deprived of it uh but you just didn't have the experience and the peace i just wanted to encourage her you just want to put your arms around around her her and love on her and encourage her that this was all going to be okay that god had it all under control and and uh, Chris's parents stayed there at the hospital with it, him. Yeah. And uh, they had made arrangements for a hotel room across the street from the hospital. And as we arrived back at Chris and Whitney's home in Taswell mm-hmm. uh, to take care of the dog and the cat, okay. uh, we weren't inside. We weren't inside five minutes. Yeah. And you received notification. Yes, that. Uh, the baby was going to need an emergent transport to the NICU in Johnson City. And uh, Whitney's husband, Chris, was going to go be with the baby. And they needed us to come back and wanted me to stay with Whitney for the night. Um, so his parents were going to drive him because we'd all been up for hours, hours on end, just too tired to drive. And um you and I came back to the hospital so we made the and 90 minute drive, drive back, back and, and I stayed with Whitney and Chris went on with the baby. The transport team got there right about the time we did and took the baby on and Chris and his parents followed. And so we, we carried your stuff into the hospital. Yes. Uh, you went on back. I followed you back just carrying your stuff in and the nurse was doing something for Whitney mm-hmm. and I was not allowed to come into the room. Yeah. And uh, so I left your stuff there. Yeah. And and then I too went and got a hotel room across the street from the hospital, yeah. and uh, the baby is now 35 miles away in mm. a different facility than than Mama, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that's kind of how the first 12 hours or so unfolded in the life of of 
mom and this new baby. Yeah, I mean, it was actually Friday morning, <laughs> Whitney was to be released from the hospital and was to go. But even before we got to that on Thursday, so the baby is now in the NICU. Yes. And we're invited to come to the NICU Thursday night to meet our grandchild for the first time. I mm -hmm. still have not seen Whitney. You spent the night with her. Yes. Uh, but we traveled down to Johnson City mm -hmm. and we went into the NICU and we were allowed to go back one at a time mm -hmm. with Chris, the father. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a moment I had with Chris uh, Terry Lee. Okay. There was a moment I had with Chris at the bassinet. Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, we were not allowed to pick her up. No. Uh, we could touch her foot, mm -hmm. uh, touch her skin, but we weren't allowed to pick her up. And uh, and Chris said to me, Chris said this to me. He said, "I now have a deeper appreciation of what it means mm -hmm. to love your wife as Christ loves the church." Mm -hmm. He said, "Because as I watched your daughter." Mm -hmm. speaking about his wife as yes. I watched your daughter suffering through post-recovery yes. and all the things they were having to do to save her life. Mm -hmm. I just wanted all of that to be put on me. Mm -hmm. I just wanted all of that to be, I wanted to carry that. I didn't yes. want her to have to go through that. Yeah. And for our son-in-law, mm -hmm. the man that our daughter loves, mm -hmm. you know, you can say as a parent, there's nobody, there's no man good enough for your daughter. Yes. But when a man mm -hmm. is saying that, uh, when a man is saying, I just wanted to take all of that and put it on me so that she didn't have to go through that. Uh, it just did something for me. And, and my relationship with him was already good, uh, but it's gone to another level. Yeah, we've we've been blessed with uh, two amazing son-in-laws that we couldn't have handpicked better ourselves. Um, they've just been absolutely, absolutely amazing. I mean, a man of God is, you know, chasing after God and, you know, loves Christ um, so much. And, you know, again, wanted to take everything away from Whitney that she was going through um, for her. It just, um, it was a rough time, but um, Chris stayed steady through the storm that they were going through yeah. for their family to stay strong for Whitney, um, as we all did. Well, you know, and this was a difficult uh, for many reasons, continued to be a difficult time for it Whitney did. because she didn't even get any time with the baby before yeah. it was taken away because of yeah. what she was dealing with. Yes. And it wasn't until Friday uh, when she was released from the hospital in Bristol and was allowed to travel to the hospital in Johnson City to be with her baby. And that didn't even go actually as planned because Friday morning we were ready to take her to the hospital to be there with her baby and found out that she was going to have to have another blood transfusion before being released to go to Johnson City to be with her baby. And she said to me, she said, you know, mom, when I go into that NICU, I don't even know what baby I'm looking for because I don't even know what my daughter looks like because I literally saw her for maybe a minute or two and that was it. And those were hard words to hear. Yeah. It's like, I know what she looked like because I've seen pictures, but she's, she'd seen a few pictures, but, you know, that was it. And Well, that bonding that, time. She didn't get, she, she didn't, didn't she get, get that right, the NICU wasn't even at the same hospital where she could just be pushed down there and, and sit by the bassinet by her daughter and, you know, hold her little fingers and whatnot. That time um, that she just 
expected was going to go different, that she was going to have the baby Wednesday night. They'll probably be home Thursday night, Friday morning at the latest. And their whole little family was, everything was going to be perfect. But that's not how it went. But it still all came together. God still, still brought it together. And they got their time together. And, you know, we're just thankful for all the providers that took care of our daughter, our granddaughter. I mean, all the way from environmental services to those fixing the meals. Um, the Ronald McDonald house was a, a blessing for the families to be able, and for Chris and Whitney to be able to be that close to their daughter where we could, we could, she couldn't walk to the hospital. We had to drive her over, but we were literally a parking lot away. Yeah. Having the Ronald McDonald house on the campus at the hospital where the NICU mm -hmm. was. Now there was a, a, a pretty incredible circumstance that unfolded on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we had, you and I had some, well, Barry and Alice did as well. We had mm -hmm. some unexpected expenses yeah. uh, because of the circumstances of all of this. And yeah. and uh, we ended up getting a hotel room uh, Wednesday night and Thursday night. Mm -hmm. And on Thursday morning, uh, I had somebody send us a deposit to our cash app. Mm -hmm. um, and it was not an expected. We hadn't no. said anything to anybody. We hadn't made anybody aware. Mm -hmm. And when we got this deposit, I sent a message to the person that sent the money, kind of querying them mm -hmm. uh, about the nature of them sending it in that moment. And, and the woman said, uh, from North Carolina, she said when she got up that morning and she was blow drying her hair, mm -hmm. she said she was stirred into her spirit to send us some money. Mm -hmm. And uh, after she kind of got situated with her hair, she went to do that through Cash App and she considered one amount of money mm -hmm. and she was unctioned in the spirit, not that amount, but this amount. Mm -hmm. And uh, that amount took care of our hotel room for two nights. It mm -hmm. took care of our fuel, our gas uh, expense. It took care of our food, uh, our out-of-pocket food yeah. expense for those times that we were there and you weren't at the Ronald McDonald house. And it's just, again, evidence of God being in the situation, moving in the spirit of somebody who's willing to be obedient and say, I hear you, Lord, mm -hmm. let me act. Yes. And uh, it, it's just a piece of the story that, um, that I believe deserves to be told just because of oh, yes. uh, of the obedience of it and how the spirit works well and it, I, it shouldn't amaze us but it does every time that somebody again as we say is unctioned by the spirit to send money to us and it's right at the time that it's needed and we haven't said a word to anybody and when we ask them they're like the holy spirit was on me and told me to send it to you guys and always and I said I'm always amazed I shouldn't be but I am I'm still amazed at you know how remarkable God's timing is always perfect yeah and always perfect you know this uh the situation once uh, some others found out about what we were dealing with what yes. we were going through others stepped in as well wow. and it really helped us out it did. Uh, in all of this and we're so appreciative of it. Oh, the prayers goodness. the words of encouragement what can we do can right. we you know we had somebody looking after our house because we were out of town anyway but we yeah. had people saying can can we do something at your house right you know, what can we do to serve what can we yes. do to help you as you walk through this yeah uh, i was scheduled to be out of town uh this past weekend post delivery 
mm-hmm. uh, doing a couple of services in, a, in a, uh, a different part of the state. And uh, that church learned of our circumstance and they offered an out. Look, if you need to be there with your daughter, you need to be with your family, then we can reschedule yeah. you to come up here. And uh, I talked to Whitney about that. And mm-hmm. Whitney uh, is such a deep faith and, and she, she works in ministry. So she understands. Mm-hmm. And she said, look, I'm okay. Now we're on the other side of this. The life threatening part of this is over with. We still got to go through a little bit in the medical care, right? but uh, it's not dire any longer. And you go do what you need to do. And part of the mindset was when we got the invitation to be at that church, God knew what Whitney right, was going to be going through. Yeah. God knew that. And so it's kind of a question, are you going to be obedient to what it have you do? And it was interesting. One of the messages I shared, it was talking about obedience. And uh, Genesis 22 talks about uh, Abraham mm-hmm. and Isaac. Yes. And Abraham was, uh, was told by God, uh, told by the Lord to take his son to sacrifice him. And what was Abraham going to do? That's a pretty uh, tall or that's a hard. And so Abraham starts off on the path of taking his son to be sacrificed. And his son realizes that they don't have the animal to sacrifice. And and father, where where is and 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 Abraham tells his son, God will provide. And uh, after he places his son, after he builds the altar, after he places his son on the altar, uh, this is the fast version of the story. Uh, They hear the bleeding of a goat, Mm -hmm. of a ram Mm -hmm. uh, that's in the bush. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and the angel cries out to Abraham, don't harm your son. Don't touch your son. Right. You see, it wasn't God didn't want Isaac to be sacrificed he didn't want isaac to be killed he just wanted to see would abraham be obedient does is abraham's love for god greater than his own son and that's the situation that i spoke of as i knelt at the altar before the service on sunday night Mm -hmm. and i was led to this scripture i was led to this passage and i thought about the peace i had Mm -hmm. in my spirit as my daughter was going through this Mm -hmm. as as our granddaughter was going through this i realized god in this passage and wanting me to to share this message on sunday night was helping me to understand that my love for God is greater than my wife. My love for God is greater than my daughter. My love for God is greater than my grandchildren. And, uh, and, and that's, um, Chris and Whitney shared the very thing at their wedding. Right. When, when Chris told Whitney, uh, I put God before you. And she told And Whitney said the same thing. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's the relationship that we need. And it's evidence to me of the growth, the spiritual growth that I'm in that I've experienced. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, there's almost eight years. You're getting close to eight years um, into your salvation. And, you know, just the amount of growth that's happened in this time. Um, Again, it's nothing but miraculous. Um, You know, it just, uh, it just shows your, your trust in the Lord, your faith in the Lord. And we know, all of us, no matter how long we've been in our faith, our fa- faith is going to wax and wane through situations that we go through. But as long as we hang on to that faith and have that trust in the Lord, that whatever happens, He has us. He has us. He has it's us. Gonna be all right. It's going to be all right. Either way, it's going to be all right. There's a song uh, sung by an artist named Ryan Ellis. 
and it's entitled going to be all right. And I was playing that on a loop. Uh, almost to the point of aggravating you, as you heard it. Oh, I heard it so many times. <laughs> uh, but when I wasn't playing it, I was singing it softly in my mind, or I was walking through a, a restaurant or a store, wherever I happened to be, and I was singing it out loud, and people were kind of looking at me because I can't carry a tune in a bucket. <laughs> um, but everything has turned out all right, and um, I'm just so thankful for the wow, people that prayed yes. for us and and for the healing touch that God, uh, yes. how he moved in, in our life, the life of our daughter and our granddaughter. And, uh, it's Tuesday, April 25th. I was able to return home very, very early this morning. Yes. And, uh, I was able to attend the fellowship group, uh, at seven o'clock in Christiansburg. And from there I was able to travel to Taswell and uh, pass you on the way because you were Best headed back yeah. uh, for a doctor's appointment of your own. And yeah. and I was able to hold Birdie Jane for the very first time. Yeah, it, it's been amazing to be able to hold this sweet little baby. And oh my goodness, you know, our, she's just perfect. She's just perfect as all of our grandchildren. Are. Well, I just have to think that God must have something for her. Something for the fight special. that she's had to go through just to get to this point. Through the pregnancy, through she has a the testimony. Delivery. Yeah, well, they, uh, we all have a testimony. Well, I think there's just something special, special. a work that she's going to have as she matures and grows. Yes, she is. You know, Terry Lee, we've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, anything you'd like to say as we close out today's program? Uh, you know, I, I again, just like you, we just want to thank everyone who has prayed for us. We want to thank the Lord just for His faithfulness, for His grace, for His mercy just touching our daughter and our granddaughter and just uh, giving them life and boy, you know, what they have to look forward ahead in the, in the time to come. We're just thankful for, and just thankful for everyone, for all the prayers. God bless you. God bless y'all. You've been listening to My Brother's Crossing on WYTI. We invite you to tune in again next Sunday at 10.30 a.m. for My Brother's Crossing with J.T. and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Love God, love people.